Let me begin by pointing out that it was both touching and correct that the opening of this fantastic uh, gathering was focused on Ukraine. Every conservative should be moved by the bravery of Ukraine and of the Ukrainian man and woman who took up arms to fight for home, family, fatherland, and freedom, values that have been pushed aside during those last decades. It began with the Frankfurt School, then we went through the whole deconstruction, postmodern thing. What is happening is that we live in a world that aims toward negating the terms that are the foundation of our common perception and experience. There is no respect or even no allowed concept nowadays of what is right and wrong, good or bad. There is no permission to talk about nations. There is no permissions, permission to talk about genders. So we all stand with Ukraine because it reintroduces what is right. As simple as that. Right, both in a political analysis manner, but also in the correctness manner. I am possibly the only conservative member of parliament in Greece. I have been ousted by the new democracy, which has become new social democracy, EPP party, because I'm too much of an anti-communist. At the same time, a black sheep and a lone wolf, so to speak, and definitely the only MP to have ever mentioned Edmund Burke in the Greek Parliament. Edmund Burke, himself a British member of Parliament, Irish in descent but very British in his identity, uh, known for his prophetic polemic against that hideous historical. Uh, instance called the French Revolution, had beforehand been pro-American against his own country's interests, saying that the American revolutionaries are right and us conservatives should judge and act based on principles, not circumstances. This is a great heritage for us. So as good a thing as it is that we now all stand with Ukraine, in all honesty, Europe and the West have been strengthening and empowering illiberal, totalitarian, thug regimes for decades and continue to do so today. We should take a note on that. Russia, the most hideous dictatorship the world has ever seen, because of technology available today, the People's Republic of China. Also, Middle Eastern states have been empowered by Europe, by the West, in 
a non-deniable manner. And it is particular member states that take the lead in acquitting totalitarian regimes, then, of course, pointing the finger to Hungary or Poland. Unfortunately, I'm referring to Germany. The EU's biggest trading partner with both Russia and Turkey. Turkey, ladies and gentlemen, my good friends, is the elephant in the room now. Turkey is a totalitarian, revisionist, quasi-Islamic, therefore illiberal regime, whose president, the biggest motorcade of them all those days in Brussels, around 40 cars, double the size of the US president's motorcade, apparently showing a person very much afraid, remains in power with the exact same ways that the Russian president has done for decades. And Turkey, a specialist in ethnic cleansing, I wish to be reminded that the Holocaust, I wish you to be reminded that the Holocaust had what we call a great rehearsal. It was the Armenian, Assyrian, and Greek genocide organized logistic-wise by the German allies of the then Ottoman Empire, is now a country that has invaded, occupies, and colonizes a sovereign EU member state. If we are to talk, discuss about, if we are to mention even EU European sovereignty, we must ask ourselves, are we prepared to be sovereign? So I'm afraid that Ukraine was not the first uh, massive and organized invasion or war on European soil or in a European state since the Second World War. And I do regret to say that this is something that has also been said by the Greek Prime Minister. Why do we negate our culture? Why do we hate our origins? Why do we despise our traditions? I really don't get it. Anyway, that was a parenthesis. Turkey has invaded during the last decade both Iraq, Syria. It has been involved in a proxy war against mercenaries from Russia in Libya. It has been cooperating with the Islamic State. Turkey is not a signatory of the United Nations Law of the Seas Treaty, and it daily, on a daily basis, disputes the right of my homeland, Greece, to a 12-mile zone of territorial waters, to its proper airspace, conducting a daily, again, undeclared war with victims in the Aegean and the Eastern Mediterranean. Do you know when the last time Greece was invaded was? You wouldn't expect it. It's 1996. You will say it's an islet, but it's Greek and European soil. Are we prepared to look the other way? And if we do so, what is going to happen next? Turkey violently claims nowadays 
it is the energy aspect that we should also put our finger on. European energy resources. So let us ask ourselves, does a bully and a thug dictate European energy policies, exclusive economic zones? Let me get a bit personal. I come from a country that has a mandatory military service. I stopped working abroad. I left a career at the European Bank for Reconstruction and Development so as to serve my military service as a non-commissioned non -commissioned petty officer in the Greek Armed Forces. 5% of my country's GDP is being spent on military spending for defensive purposes only. Yes, we have been bailed out and this we can discuss. We're not the best. Don't ask Greece to become your financial advisor. But still, nobody is forced to spend what we do on defense. So what Europe are you talking about right now? Greece is the most forward, together with Israel, I have to say this, outpost of Western values and ideals and, of course, Cyprus. So looking at things from where I stand, ladies and gentlemen, my good friends, I feel puzzled, I feel worried, I feel bewildered and a bit lonely. So before discussing the EU as a sovereign entity in a financial, economic, political, social, fiscal, productive or identity manner, or in any other way, on any other basis, we must first establish the EU as a territorial entity, as an uncontested space that cannot be bullied around. The EU cannot and will never become a sovereign entity, neither de facto nor de jure, without solidarity based on principles, not interests. Margaret Thatcher once said that fear cannot be the basis for foreign policy. And she has also said that you do not achieve anything without trouble ever. So let us trouble ourselves then. If necessary, let us get in trouble in defense of truth, justice, principles, institutions, traditions, and identity. This comes first, before any other discussion. Let us most literally stand our ground, because that is what conservatives do. Thank you so much.